When the world keeps telling you you're not enough the way you are, you feel like you've tried everything a hundred times before. Listen closely, and you'll hear a voice coming from inside, telling you how to love your body. Hello, and welcome to How to Love Your Body. I am Lauren, and this is Jenna, and we are excited about this episode because it's something that I actually experienced this past weekend. Um, I was sitting at a, a a brunch with a group of friends, and somebody that was there that I know that is you know a friend of mine, but I don't see her often, and I I don't and I want to keep it like anonymous. And this person is amazing and wonderful, and I don't, don't think she'll listen to this episode, but if she does, hi, I love you, and um, let's let's talk about this because the the conversation at the brunch table got really diety and of course that makes sense we come from a society of dieters and we were we are told to to do this and be this and focus on our weight and that's all that matters so it's not like a oh this is wrong and bad and here I am sitting at this table an intuitive eater and I'm just so great because I have figured it out it's more of my ears went up and I was just listening to hear like what what are people saying um, and how can, like I just start thinking about how I would respond without being preachy, right? So here's the context behind the brunch. So uh, my friend started saying, you know, like, and there, before I get into it, there is going to be some diety talk. Um, we will be talking about like, some type of like you know restricting behaviors or just diety behaviors so if that's like not cool for you just totally skip ahead on on this episode but if you feel okay keep listening because we're going to share um what we how we would respond to this person who had just kind of like a tough time with this with this diet world and with herself so the context is that she we were sitting at the brunch table and she was saying you know, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna have any drinks because it was, it was like a bottomless mimosa type of thing. <laughs> so, you know, everybody was having a good time. Um, and not saying you have to drink or anything, but she's somebody that likes to. So it wasn't like, no, you have to drink. It's just like, oh, I would have really enjoyed having a mimosa or something. So she was like, I'm not drinking. I've been really good, you know, quote unquote, I've been so good. I've been like, working out so much I have been on top of my game with eating and she was just sharing like how good she's been I even believe she was on the you know the thing we do not talk about she was on WW so she was really just kind of giving that background and I was just like the more she spoke I just like my heart was just like oh like it doesn't have to be this way it could be so different because she's like what is wrong with me because I was losing weight like every week and it has stopped and I, I could not be better. I cannot be better. I'm doing everything right, you know, in the diet world. And my weight has just, you know, plateaued. And then she was speaking about like, she's like, so I'm not going to drink today and I'm going to be really good. And this week I'm going to up it. I'm going to up my workouts. I'm going to even be better. I'm going to restrict more. I'm like, 
I just, you know what? I just cannot drink alcohol. Like I just cannot drink because I just feel like that's getting in the way of my, my weight loss. And again, no problem if you don't want to drink. And it shouldn't be the only reason why you don't drink is because of weight. So this was the conversation and I'm sitting right next to her and I'm just like so deeply wanting to, to speak to her in a genuine, intuitive eating, helpful way, not a judgy, preachy, like, well, uh, everything you're saying is completely wrong. And it's funny, one of my friends looked at me and she's like, um, everything you're saying right now, Lauren hates. And I just was like, no, no judgment, it's totally fine. And, you know, I, I just didn't, I didn't go in. I just kind of moved, moved on. I didn't want it to turn into like, like this conversation. But another thing that she did say was, you know, I just feel like if I don't lose weight, nobody will ever want to be with me. And, and that's what it really was about. Like, and she said, I don't feel good. You know, this is not the, this is, this does not feel good to me. So that was, that languaging is like, okay, you don't feel good in your body. So let's talk about that. Let's not talk about how you're going to work out more and how you're going to eat less and how you're going to restrict more and how you're going to like suck all the fun out of your life because you can't do anything other than sit down and order what you think you should order and never, you know, have any activity that involves, you know, food and drinks or whatever. So I kind of wanted to just have this conversation on the podcast of like, I feel like that's a very relatable conversation going on with people. Like, I'm trying so hard to lose weight. I've lost some. Why am I not losing more? Because I literally am doing everything that they say should work, and it's not working. So I want to have that conversation. And here's here's Jenna Sun Thomas. He's, he's on the pod with us today because um, he can't go to school. <laughs> yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube, this is Thomas. And he, he's singing Twinkle Twinkle right now. I think he's gone delirious. <laughs> but I do, I do. When Lauren told me about the situation, the first thing I thought of was like, I love that kind of stuff. Cause I, it just makes me want to ask questions. Like, I don't really need to teach anyone anything. I think everything we do teach is innate. Like it's inside of you. The truth is there. You already have it, but it would just be like asking questions like, oh, okay, uh, well, I haven't been losing weight with all these behaviors I've changed, I would question like, well, what if your body's just really happy at this weight and to lose more weight from here is just going to be very difficult. Your body's going to fight it. You're going to have to eat less and less. Like, does that sound like something you can do long-term? And then just letting people come to their own conclusions, because I've also learned like telling someone something does not help. You really just have to get those encouraging thoughts that are different than we typically think. So diet culture teaches us to think, how can I eat less? How can I work out more? That's just the equation. That's just what I have to do. And I have to be in a thinner body than I'm in. And there's no alternative. Like there's no other way of thinking out there that's readily available mm -hmm. to make people start questioning these things. And so if someone was saying that, I would just start asking questions. So for yourself, if you have diety thoughts, I think just always just best to ask yourself questions. So if you're stuck in like, oh, maybe that diet though will work. It's like, well, have the last 40 worked? No. Why would this one work differently? I know like, how does restriction act in your body? How does it come out? What does it cause? What are the negative side effects of this restriction? Mm -hmm. Are you ready to forfeit all the joy in your life to be in a smaller body? 
And then from there, it's like, and why do you want to be in a smaller body? And then especially if you go into the relationship side of, do you want to be with a partner who will only be with you when you lose weight? Because what if you gain that weight back later? And the only reason they're with you is because you're in a thinner body. That's trouble. And so I genuinely believe anyone can find a partner as themselves. Of course, it might be, especially like online these days. Yes, if you're in a thin body, you are likely going to get more matches than if you are in a fat body. And that's just the disgusting culture we live in. But if you get 100 matches in a thin body, but you're miserable, you're so hyper-focused on your diet, you're hyper-focused on your body, you're attracting these guys who just care about the way you look, what use are those 100 matches? If you get three matches, just as you are, authentically for who you are, you're just yourself, you know, hey, I can live freely, I can eat freely, I can feel good in my body, I can still move my body, I can eat nourishing foods, but I don't need to be hyper fixated on the way my body looks, because I'm just allowing it to be its natural size. Mm -hmm. One of those three matches is likely a great match. Because they realize, because you first of all, you're in a good mental space to be in a relationship and to connect with someone emotionally. Whereas if you are hyper fixated, I know for myself, when I was dating in my 20s, like my value, I felt that I brought to the table was the way I looked. And I was so focused on the way I looked that I did attract guys that would like ghost me that we would not mm-hmm. connect emotionally because I wasn't even like there. I was like in myself, like so worried about myself that I wasn't connecting with people. And so I never made a strong connection and just always have really negative outcomes of those relationships. So I think we have it in our heads because that's the core of this person's struggle was I need to do all this. I need to sacrifice so much. I need to sacrifice my happiness in my life to be in a thinner body, mm-hmm. to attract somebody to be with. But is that the person you want to be mm-hmm. with? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like, I agree with all of that. And what I really was like, my heart was like really going out for her because it just like, she's, I just could see the blame she was putting on herself. Like it was like, I am to blame that this is what my body is like and I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing the thing. I'm not working out enough. I'm not eating the correct things. I'm not, I'm not doing enough. And it's like, oh, that's just when it just really comes into like, your body's going to do what it's going to do. Genetics play a role because it's like, we're all sitting, all the people sitting at the table, we all had different body sizes and it's not like, oh, you're the one, you're the one that's actually doing it wrong. It's like, we are just going to be the bodies that we're going to be. And yes, of course, there's some type of manipulation we can do. But in the end, it doesn't actually work long term. So I really wanted to just take that like blame off of herself. Like your body, however it is, is exactly how it gets to be. It could be accepted. It can be loved and it can be neutralized without having to go do all these things to try and quote unquote fix it. And at the same time, like, of course, go do things that feel good in your body. There's nothing wrong with moving your body. There's nothing wrong with eating nutrient dense food. There's nothing wrong with doing things that, that make you feel good. It's just what we've always talked about this, like what is the intention behind it? And can you do those things without dieting, without restricting, without forcing yourself into a workout that you don't really like? And then on top of that, like wanting to just really shift that blame from herself to like, actually, 
you are doing nothing wrong. You are human and you are living. And so is everybody else at this table. And nobody needs to be, you know, shaming themselves in, into these behaviors. And then also, you know, going into like the relationship thing, because it's like, I understood, like when she said that, I think there was other people at the table who was like, I relate to that. I feel the same way. And so that's, that's a real thing. And so I would never want to like, not validate somebody's feelings, because that's just a true feeling. But also, why do, and we're talking, of course, I'm talking more about women right now. Of course, everybody probably feels this. So however, you know, anybody identi identifies or, you know, gender identity, I think everybody can feel this way. And since we work with women and it was a woman who was saying this, I'm going to speak for women. Um, why is it always like what the woman looks like? Because she didn't say like, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to find a partner because of the way I look, but I'm like, you didn't say one thing about the person that you're looking for. Like, and she didn't say, and you know, I'm really expecting the partner to look a certain way too. He better be, you know, cause we're talking about heterosexual relationships. He better be on top of his game. I hope he better be dieting right now. He better be at the gym right now. He better be saying no to this mimosa. You know, he better order a salad. He, he gets to do all this too because he's not actually good enough for me either. He needs to get his body in check before he even comes into my life. I didn't hear that conversation. And uh, that's funny that you said that because I know someone in our app was talking about that, how she asked her husband, like, how do you feel like since I've gained weight in this process and are you attracted to me? And like the dodo brain he is, he's like, yeah, I'm less attracted to you. Like, where, where how did you think that conversation was going to go, sir? Not cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thomas has things to contribute. He's saying, yes. Thomas, I know you're you're going to be a really strong male role model when you grow up. So I'm glad you're here in this conversation. Yes. It starts now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And so, and I just compared it to my kind of response was an analogy of, Imagine if we're going with real typical gender roles. It's like, imagine if a man had a job that was so miserable, 60, 80 hours a week, he hated it, but he made good money and, but he just hated his life. It was such a horrible experience for him. And then he's like, Hey wife, I'm gonna get this other job that uh, I like better. It's better hours. So I can be with the family. It's less taxing. Um, but I'm going to make less money. Imagine if the wife was like, I'm not as happy with that. Like, I liked it better when you made more money. It's like, no, we need to be more concerned about our partner's well-being than the way they look or how much money they make or any of these superficial things, especially when trying to look that way or trying to make that much money in this random scenario mm -hmm. is hurting you. And so I don't think he understood in his response that like, she was kind of asking, which she shouldn't have to, and she definitely doesn't have to, but almost asking permission, like, it's okay that I'm healing like this, right? Like, it's okay that mm -hmm. I'm trying to make this change and you're cool with it, right? And he kind of said no. And that, like, how do you mend that? And so there is, like, you do need to find, and that's, but that's very typical of like the woman being concerned about the way she looks and the man being like, yeah, you need to be attractive for me. Like, I have a close friends who, um, who the man has gained weight over the relationship. You think anyone says anything? You think the wife is saying anything? Like nobody cares. And so it's just really interesting that like in when it's reversed, 
no one's too concerned about it. Like, yeah, okay, people gain weight over time or this happens or that happens, like that's life. But the woman's job almost is to be attractive, but the man can just be whatever he wants. And obviously it's not to say that that person internally doesn't have body image issues and isn't worried about it themselves, but nobody's forcing from the outside to be like, you should really lose weight or is your wife still attracted to you? Like nobody thinks that I've never heard anyone comment on it ever. And so it's just so interesting to, that can kind of help you get out of that idea that like, as a woman, I need to be as quote unquote attractive, conventionally attractive as possible in order to get a man, but he can look however he wants to look and he can just be himself. And that's fine. Like men don't wear makeup. They usually just wake up and leave. Like (laughs) they're not spending all this time getting ready. They're not overly concerned about the, their bodies. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And there's so there's so much societal conditioning like in all and it's really like if yes if we speak about the the heterosexual relationship that what Jenna was explaining that's conditioning of society like the woman has to be looking like this um, she has the pressure to get her body back after having kids if you don't have kids you better keep your body your whole time to- the whole time the man, you know, he doesn't really have pressure from society to look a certain way. But that being said, I know that there's many different communities, males, females, every, however you identify, there is some type of pressure from society to be a certain way, however you were supposed, you were like supposed to be like the conditioning. And so that's another thing, like I was bringing up at this brunch. I was just like, God, (laughs) like, the societal conditioning is just, we were told to be this way. It's like, we were told, we were born, and this is like just the general conditioning. I know there's probably so many other things that have been conditioning, but for me, I can speak for myself. It was like, you were born, I was I was uh, born a, a girl, so then I was I was conditioned to, to live in a, a, a female body, live in the girl, you know, do the girl things, I actually was athletic and I was tomboyish, so I was a little bit different than like the, you act like a girl, but I still identified as a girl. And then you were taught like you get, uh, you know, you get a boyfriend or you, you definitely have to date men because that's kind of like the societal conditioning. And then you find the man that you want to be with. And of course, along the way, you better have a good body because the whole diet culture has taken over. And then the whole world of you marry the man you have the kids, you get the house. And of course, that's just where I, I, like that was my path. Like not that I didn't have any other goals or career goals or whatever, but I knew that was my path. Like that's what I was gonna do. And I'm not saying that's not necessarily what I, like, yeah, sure, I wanted to get married, I wanted to have kids, so. But it just felt so conditioned. Like maybe I did it too quick because I was conditioned. Maybe I didn't do it, I didn't need to do it right away. Maybe I could have like done something for me and lived in a different way. And I was, that's what I'm saying to the table. Like, what would we do if we didn't have this conditioning? Like if society didn't tell us how to be and how to live, like who even told us that we have to live like in a house with like your partner and your kids, like everybody's supposed to do that. So like, what if it was different? What if we were told to like, so what we do in society, you get a group of your best friends, and you all live together and you just like put your kids in the mosh pit and you just like feed them all and you help each other out and we just live like in little communities and help each other out because you know humans need support and help but that's not 
like that would be well, that's not western at least yeah true i'm not saying, like this is of course across the world there's different ways of conditioning and community living and a hundred percent but i guess yes yeah, speaking for living in the u.s and even canada is like obviously very similar so it's just like what if we could like think for ourselves and choose for ourselves and that's what i'm kind of going through now like i kind of have a redo i yes i i have the kids but my life is kind of like at ground zero. Like I kind of built up my life, did the married thing. Now I'm going through a divorce. I have, but, and so it's like, what do I want? Who do I want to be with? Do I want to be with somebody? I mean, in my mind, I think I do, but I don't want to go, okay, let me find somebody, get married again, do the house again, maybe have more kids again. And like, what if I get divorced again? So it's like, what do I want? And this like totally ties into just like, we're talking about just the conditioning of what you think you should be doing. So that's tied straight into how your body should be and how you should look and what your behavior should be every day, like, like focusing on weight loss or focusing on like you have to have that partner to get the house because that's what you're supposed to do. It's like, what if we all just like let ourselves just be and like figure out what is it that I truly want to do right now? Like if I got to choose, I would go live on the beach. <laughs> literally beachfront, get my skates on and go have so much fun with like the skating community is so fun and they're so like the vibe and they're so free and it's it's like I want to do that right now. I mean I can't necessarily go do that because you know I have some things that keep me back like I have kids and I can't just go do whatever I want anymore but like what is it that we all want? Yeah so to relate that kind of back to bodies is like oh Thomas wants to watch Blippy, guys. So sorry. Uh, we we got to get on Blippy. Hold on. <laughs> um, but to relate that to bodies, it's like, what do I want my life to look like? Do I want to enjoy a freaking mimosa when I go to brunch? Do I want to be able to order what I want? What do I want for my life? And start focusing on that instead of what do I want my body to look like? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we'll keep it relevant because I can to totally go off on this conversation because I'm just like really living it. And I don't know. I don't know the answers just like I'm sure nobody really knows the answers because we're all living in our own in our own experience. So somebody else could be, you know, very confident about like, this is what I want. And it could be completely different from what somebody else wants. So along, you know, same thing with bodies, like, how, how do I want to live my life? And how do I want to do it in a way that feels good without dieting? And it could look completely different from the person next to you, but you're both undieting you're both living in a new mindset you're both letting go of the societal conditioning of what diet culture has taught us and everybody can live in a different way free of diet culture and that's kind of like the point of this conversation because it just felt so like the conversation just felt like who is who is the boss of you right now like who is telling you that this has to be done because she also said you know there's times in my life when i just like you know, allow myself to do whatever I want. Like, I eat what I want, I do what I want. She's like, and I'm living my best life. And I wanted to be like, did you just hear what you just said? Like, you literally just said that you were living your best life. Like, uh, being free. And that doesn't mean, like, I'm living my best, like, if she said that, I'm assuming she felt pretty good in the things that she was doing. And it's not like we went down the rabbit hole of, so what were you doing? It's just like more of like, I was free. I wasn't on a diet. I could like go out and enjoy myself at brunch. I didn't force myself to the gym. I just, you know, ate great food and, you know, and just was like maybe going out and being social. And cause you know, sometimes when you're 
uh, not sometimes, pretty much all the time, when you get on that diet and you feel very restrictive, it's like your social life like cuts in half, if not completely, because it would be so hard if you were like, okay, I'm on the strict diet. And it's like going out to dinner or going out to brunch isn't fun anymore because you are now restricted. Going out, going out at night or going whatever socially, because social stuff pretty much involves, not all the time, but food is involved in social life. So it kind of just is like, now I'm going to stay home because if I stay home, I'm safe and I can stay on my diet. Like that, why? Why? Like that is not something that we have to do for the rest of our lives. And then we just get to the end of it. And I know we talk about this a lot, but I think about this a lot. Sometimes when things get so intense or like, I'm just like, what's the point? We're all not going to be here one day. Like we truly do only have one life. And like, are we really going to waste it? doing this thing that is not making me happy, that is making me suffer, that is, you know, it's just like, go do what, what you want to do in, of course, in like a logistical, <laughs> like, I get it. We can't just be like, well, we, I'm just going to do whatever I want. So but you do do whatever you want because you could abandon your children and go do whatever you want, but you don't want to do that. So you are doing what you want. You want to care for your children and you also want to have fun. So you're balancing it. So I, I almost say like, you can do whatever you want. And Mommy, part of that yeah. probably looks like responsibility. Mommy, yeah. Right. Unfortunately, responsibility does come into play. But, you know, I think that's that's right. That's part of your own choices. What you feel like you want to be responsible for and what you want to kind of like let loose and like and go, go be like, I think the question to ask yourself is what is it that makes you feel most free? and go do more of that. I mean, I'm really like getting into like, I know I keep referencing skating, but like, I think what brings me back is not because I'm that great, it's just because of the feeling it gives me of like how free I feel when you're just rolling and vibing and there's music and there's people and everybody, it's just like a night, it just feels good. And so I'm like, I want more of this feeling in my life. If it's skating, if it's something else, like. I remember in a few months ago, I went snowboarding for my friend's birthday and I hadn't been in like 10 years and it was like going down that mountain on my board, I was like, oh, I just felt like the immense amount of like freedom because I, I, I did get a couple nights away from the kids. I was able to just like have my day without needing to go home to do something for the kids. It was like, I was in Mammoth and I was also like, just like, just vibing down the mountain and so now my birthday's coming up next week so what am I doing going back I'm going to Big Bear we're gonna go snowboarding because what do I need I need more freedom freedom and the the freedom of snowboarding of skating of getting away for a couple a couple nights I mean that feels really good to me and of course not everybody can just be like well I'm gonna go snowboarding but what is it for you in your life that makes you feel the most free? And part of that is being an undieter. I feel so free because I am not caught up, caught up on thinking about food, on thinking about my workout. Like that's, on, that's not even a thought process. It's just like, what am I doing through, through life today? What, what sounds good? I'm going to eat this. Great. Oh, oh that, that sounds good to move my body. I'm going to do that. Oh, actually, I feel tired. I'm going to rest. Like, it's just constantly like living living intuitively throughout your whole life. So it's like, how can you do that with food and and body? How can you do it with movement? And how can you do it with like your full on life outside of food and body 
where it's like, what gives you the most freedom and how can you incorporate more of that into your life? So that's just a good question to ask yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jenna's having issues <laughs> with, with Thomas right now. It's okay, Thomas. <laughs> you know, we did, we did think like, this is an impossible task. Why would we try to record a podcast with one of our children here? But you know, sometimes you just have no choice. So you have to work with it. You just have to feel into it. You got to just like go with the flow and it's definitely not going to be perfect and nothing is. And I think, I think we nailed it. I think we nailed this episode, even though, <laughs> even though Jenna's kind of stuck behind uh, the computer with uh, Thomas not doing his, his, doing so well, but it's okay. I think we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be okay with this episode. At least we're going to get it out there. But yeah, I think, I think that we kind of got like our point across for everything. Um, it just was a conversation that I, I wanted, it was the conversation I wanted to have at the table, but I knew I wasn't in a space to do it. Um, I also don't want to ever act, you know, I'm not going to butt into somebody's life. If it's whatever you want to do with your life, you get to do with your life. But I felt like it was a safe space to be able to bring that conversation to our podcast, to people who are open to hearing this um, type of wording and type of messaging and kind of process it. Because it really, you know, after it, it was like kind of not bothered me because somebody was doing anything wrong. Just like, oh, there's just like, this doesn't need to be a part of life. And it's it 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 can be different. And nobody is to blame. And everybody's going to have a different body no matter what we do no matter what we eat, no matter how we move, I just would love for everybody to take out the blame in themselves and just be able to live a life that feels free, as free as they can, as good as they can, um, in all walks of life, you know? So I think we get in there. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, again, we do, we do talk about this. If you guys want some private coaching, we still have a spot open for that. Um, Check out our Undiet Your Mind app. It's been going really well. We have a lot of exciting things coming up um, with the app. We won't share too much, but we got some good things in the works for the app to make it above and beyond and incredible and just like the most amazing resource in the world for undieters who have, everybody's got a phone. So if you've got a phone and you're an undieter, this app is going to just like blow your mind. But that it might take some time. But anyway, for the time being, check out the one that we have in the works now. Um, and that's all for today. We will see you back here next week. Bye, everyone. Music for How to Love Your Body is by Grace Harabi. You can find her at kasadiband.com. If you like the How to Love Your Body podcast, please rate and review it. It really helps a lot and gets the undiet message out to more people. Thanks. Bye.